may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and... Right, nearly half time pal, your turn to get a ground round in, off you go No, you get this one in mate because I've got the beer sorted for later What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one, you know that's not how the ground round works Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month, they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN. To get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five, that's www.beer52.com forward slash vftn. Sound pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. This is episode thirteen of the season for View from the Ninian, and we keep forgetting about games that we've played. We'll be looking back today in this episode at wins at Huddersfield and Watford, while looking ahead to Stoke. And as ever, joining me are Ben Price. Ben Price, um, you studied yourself at football yesterday. Do you want to tell the listeners about that? Yeah, um, I managed to not only trip myself up, but also I managed to rake my own studs up my own thigh and have a lovely two lovely stud marks in my thigh. Um, I'm a talented player, but that talent is tripping myself up and fouling myself. Also, studying your own thigh is quite impressive. I didn't realise I was that flexible, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> That's the bit <laughs> I'm guess. impressed with. Because you've seen, you both have seen the picture, how high up the stud marks yeah. are is like, quite impressive. It's not far from like, the old scrope. It's almost, it's almost impossible that you've done it. I've done it and not broke my leg, which is the reassuring <laughs> thing. But I don't think, like, if I tried, I don't think I'd be able to get my leg that high again. I know. Yeah. <laughs> football pitch that I was sliding across. Another voice you can hear is, of course, uh, from the 1980s. It's Tom Phillips from Carmarthen. Um, Tom, how are you? <laughs> Tom Phillips from Carmarthen. Uh, uh, fantastic, thank you very much. <laughs> Tom Phillips, joining us all down the line from Carmarthen. Come in, Carmarthen. <laughs> Hello, Carmarthen speaking. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's like, um, what is it? Eurovision. Eurovision, yeah. Eurovision. Uh, uh, yeah, we, good, we, thanks. <laughs> Let's start today with Huddersfield, because that's a game that we completely forgot about, wasn't it? We were, we were looking over our agenda just before starting. It was like, are we missing a game? And it, yeah, it was a 3-0 win against Huddersfield. Ben, what did you make of it? Good, wasn't it? It was good. What was your favourite bit? I enjoyed it all. I just thought the overall performance, the intensity, just the way we all played. And Bobby G getting a goal, to, for me, was the big, the big, big positive, because everyone knows I'm a big fan. What's your favourite thing about Bobby G? I like his eyes. I think they're very dreamy. Oh, you get lost in them, couldn't you? You could. Tom, do you get lost in Bobby G's eyes? No, no, not particularly. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> what was your favourite? All right, so we've got Bobby G's eyes in goal. What was your favourite bit about the win against Huddersfield? Um, just, it was a complete 90 again. Uh, mm-hmm. It was just, oh, is this a serious answer? Are we giving silly answers? 
Whichever you want, really. Yeah, 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 Dealer's but... choice. <laughs> yeah, I just thought it was it was a good game to watch all the way through. Um, we we seem comfortable from start to finish, mm-hmm. and we, we've become clinical now, which yeah. is quite weird. Um, just not used to seeing it. But it, yeah, it was. I it was one of the first Cardiff games I watched in a while where I enjoyed the full ninety. wasn't wasn't stressed at any point, and just the game ending, I was like, ah, oh, there we go, lovely. Enjoyed that. It was no, it was no, there was never any doubt about it, was there? Which I think, even in in other games we've won this season, like Nottingham Forest away, there was there was elements of jeopardy. But this game was very comfortable. Um, it just didn't look like we were ever going to give it away, really. No, um, and we didn't score that early. It was like thirty five minutes in as well. But even yeah. before that point, it felt like it was going to come at some point, and we didn't look like we were going to concede. Yeah. Um, which, yeah, it, it, like I said, I'm just really not used to that. Kiefer Moore was wearing his new socks and maybe that was a difference. Um, but Ben, let's talk about Glatzel's goal. Um, I mean, what a finish from the boy. That's fantastic for a bloke that's not exactly been in goal-scoring form. To first goal you... in 18, I think it was, or something yeah, like that. Yeah, first goal of the season, you've got to score one like that. It's not a bad way to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, nice build-up play as well. It was a good counter and just sort of took it very well. He kind, of, he kind of showed what we've expected from him, really, didn't he? Because he, he bullied the defender off the back of him, one-touch turn, and the next touch was the, the strike that went past the keeper. Yes, perfect. It's just the perfect goal. Like when you sort of see the highlights of what we were signing on YouTube, but season before last, that's what we were expecting. And for him to score a goal like that really should give him that confidence boost going forward now. He also said some nice things after the game, didn't he? About um, being, being like his second home from Heidenheim now, which is kind of it's one of those things, really. With everything that's gone on, it's quite nice to hear him talking about the club in that way, isn't it? Yeah, you sometimes forget well, how difficult it's got to be for a player like that. So he's never really played out of Germany to mm-hmm. come to a new country, um, especially in the shit crazy year this year's been. Sort yeah. of be stuck in this without any family, real family around him. I know his girlfriend's been over. Um, but yeah, it can't have been easy for him. And to hear he's nice and settled in and enjoying it, it's good. Especially considering he's not exactly been playing regularly it's not like he's been first name on the sheet so for him to say he's fe- despite not playing regularly he's feeling comfortable and feeling good and happy it's a yeah. positive it shows that while a while back we were questioning if there is harmony within the squad it clearly shows that yeah there is a bit there and it's a nice team morale despite some poor results They're a nice bunch of boys is what you're saying isn't it lovely lads lovely bunch lovely of boys lads. Tom, let's talk about Shea Yojo. Um, so far this season, 16 games, three goals, four assists, two of those against, coming against Huddersfield. It looks like he's coming into some form, doesn't he? Yeah, he's been really impressive. Like, um, I wasn't exactly overwhelmed. Would you, when... would you say you were whelmed by the signing at the start of the season? Uh, yeah, simply whelmed, I think <laughs> I'd say. Um, Neither I... under or over. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he's been really impressive. Um, I think they forget how young he is as well. You see, like, he's been to a few clubs before us. Yeah. And it kind of... I wrongly thought that he's not a journeyman. But I mean, he's been sent on loan a number of times. It looked like he wasn't quite good enough for where, he, for where he's at at Liverpool and he wasn't really going to settle anyway. But he really has settled with us. And he, when he ticks, we kind of tick as a team because he is yeah. a really good kind of creative talent. And yeah, he's really excited when he gets on the ball. Um, I've been really impressed by him, I must admit. Can I make a big call on Ojo? Oh, you're going to say he's bad, aren't you? Don't say he's bad. No. No, right, exactly. right, okay. <laughs> the last you can make a big last, call as long as it's not that one. <laughs> the last three, four weeks, I reckon he's been better than Harry Wilson. Whoa! I can't say that about lovely Harry Wilson. I love Harry Wilson. I think he's a lovely, lovely boy. As we've just described, this, this whole squad is a lovely, lovely bunch. But I think, based on performances the last few weeks, I think and contributions to the team, I think Ojo has been better. 
Yeah. And that's not a knock on Wilson because I don't think he's been bad. I'm saying that's how good Odro's been. I think I think that's the good thing as well because it feels that like there's more to come from Wilson. Um, yeah. And we're still winning games comfortably at the moment. Um, so but also, I feel like for, for someone like Ojo, Wilson coming in helps him because it's someone he knows, but it also takes the pressure off him a little bit because now Ojo is a bit like, well, I'm not seen as perhaps the the answer to everything. Because I think there was an element of that when he came in yeah. um, that he was going to, and especially with Tomlin being injured. But now Wilson is is there. Ojo can almost play a more natural game and just not fly under the radar, but just do go about it in a bit of a quieter way without less of a focus. And I think that's probably freed him up to be a bit more confident. I think just having Wilson on the pitch means there's less focus from defenders on Oja because everyone knows yeah. what Harry Wilson's capable of. Like you can see a lot of the teams double up on Wilson, which naturally, if you've got one, two men on one man, you've got more space for the other players to run into. And that's certainly helping him. It's also, I think it's also helping that Kiefer Moore is, is taking up so much attention as well. You know, he's six or five and he's scoring all manner of goals at the moment, kind of bringing others into play. And I think naturally defenders think that they have to double mark him because if he wins, a, if, if, if he beats one defender, he'll beat the other defender. If he wins a flick-on, then he's bringing others into play. So they need to try and deal with him at the source rather than letting him win those flick-ons. I think that just frees up people like Ojo, Wilson. Um, and, you know, even Hoyler is, you know, not exactly the flavour of the month at the moment, but he came on the bench against Huddersfield and got an assist as well. Um, well. He did play well when he came on. And I think more just being that focal point is just creating more space for everyone else as well. Um, uh, we'll, we'll talk about it in line with Watford as well, but it was another good defensive performance, Ben. Um, I think with three clean sheets on the row now, including Watford, you know, two with Huddersfield. And Huddersfield have been scoring goals recently. So it's, it's good that the defence is settled again, isn't it? Yeah, we never look like um, conceding, to be honest, against Huddersfield. We look just comfortable. And there's been a lot of times the last few weeks where we've been, the ball sort of come in there and you sort of question, you're, you're worried. You're thinking, oh God, what's going to happen here? How, we get, how badly are we going to mess this up? But from Luton onwards, it's been real comfortable. You've not gone... The mistakes have been cut out all of a sudden. It seems they've just been completely stopped. Everyone mm-hmm. seems switched on. Everyone seems to know their job. And yeah, it looked good. I think I think you look at it and showing how clinical we are and how solid we are at the back. As far as shots and shots on target go, it was 10 shots each and four each on target. And three of our four on target were goals. It's a 75% conversion ratio on shots mass. on target. Thank you. One, one, plus two, one plus two equals, I can't remember, it's quick maths. Um, but Tom, it was just lovely, lovely stuff, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. It's, it's just so weird. Like, just, it's all positive Like for the last week. After, I mean, it was yeah, so the turnaround's stark, before. isn't it? Yeah, it's ridiculous. And I feel like a bit of a... Well, I think we were overall relatively positive on here. We never went wild with... Uh, Pointing fingers of why it was so bad or anything, but I just got pissed off. I've got to cancel that order of two hundred to Harris out shirts. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I think we, we can come to the Harris thing after we talk about Watford. Um, I, I think it's the, the Watford performance is probably the, uh, it's the most impressive performance of the season for me in a sense that Tom, you look at Watford, they're what top they were top two at some point earlier in the season. They still got people like Troy Deeney, Saar in their squads. Um, they're players who should be in the Premier League. They're a rich football club and yet we took them apart yesterday it, it was just like um the perfect away performance really wasn't it like we took our chance and it and to be honest it was a half chance it's it's not like a, a simple tapping is it um and you know, if you look, a, man, a man in confidence yeah it? yeah yeah he's, he's on fire at the moment and if you if you look at everyone's favorite stat of expected goals <laughs> you know <laughs> you know we were only expected, <laughs> i thought i'd look us up for a laugh now but like we were only expected to score 0.48 goals i'm not sure how that's possible so we, but, we actually doubled it yeah we doubled it and they were and we kept them to under one but like um 
and I, I, I know it's a what, what was their XG though? So theirs was 0.97, but like going into this game, they had the highest in the league, um, like 1.8 something. But but like they they scored in every game at home this year. They hadn't lost at home, and but I think there was a sense of optimism going into this game as well from fans after the last couple of performances that we could probably I think we would nick if we nicked the point. I think people would have been happy. Yeah, but this is arguably our hardest game of the season. Yeah, the squad that they've got away from home, first game back with fans in there as well. Like it was all adding up to it should be a comfortable win for them really, and uh-huh. we've gone there and. <laughs> Nick three points and stuck a hand cupped over years of the crowd just to really wind them up. It's we've ruined two thousand fans weekends in person. Oh, it's been, it's it's been ten months since we can say we've done that. It's lovely it was, to see. It was the fact that all these football fans, two thousand of them, have been waiting so long to go to a game and they decided to leave the game early because they were so oh. pissed off about what happened. Yeah, <laughs> I, you haven't even got traffic. You, you haven't no, you haven't got traffic. traffic. I said exactly the same. <laughs> I'm like, like why are you leaving early? There's two thousand of you. It's not like the car park's going to be fucking busy. <laughs> Idiots. I tweet. What did I tweet last night? I'm going to find a tweet just to read it out because I was very happy with it. I was ever so slightly drunk after being at the football. I Shout out to the Watford fans who left before the end of the day. So glad we could ruin your first game back. And he had like 300 odd, odd likes because I think everyone's just so happy that we ruined 2,000 people and that we ruined <laughs> their first game back. Um, but obviously there was strong performances from Moore in the defence, but I've, I've seen praise for people like Bakuna. I've seen praise for Volks as well. I mean, who were your stand-up performers yesterday? I think, well, Volks has been the surprise package, really. Sort of, I don't think we were all saying when he was dropped from the Wales squad... Um, for the last set of internationals, it was deserved because he just hadn't been playing well. Mm-hmm. And he's sort of taken that rest, really looked at himself and sort of, again, found his place in the squad and come back into it and looking like the Will Volks we were buzzing about uh, mm-hmm. after the restart. So, yeah, Volks for me has been the big, big, big plus in that 4 4 2. He's he pulled brings- that pack as well, and Pack has been playing very well. And now you sort of question can he get back in that side? I was going to say, uh, Pack was the obvious. Um- person um, to compare him to. I think Pack plays a different game to Will Volks, doesn't he? Pack is perhaps less energetic, but more composed on the ball. But I think sometimes we need that energy from Volks, don't we? Yeah, he just doesn't stop, does he? He's just like the Duracell bunny up and down, winding people up and just, yeah, all over the shop. He's, but in a good way, he's, yeah, really, really positive. Especially in a two. I think Pack struggles in a two-man midfield, whereas someone like with Volks' energy is perfect for that role. I also feel like Pack and Riles are quite similar in a sense that they both want to be the person who gets the ball from the other midfielder. Like, I think Volks is sometimes very good at just being doing the dirty work. So he, he'll win yeah. the tackle, get the ball, and he'll give it to the more creative player, which could be Wilson, could be Pack, could be, could be Riles. But when Riles and Pack are there, they're both trying to do a similar job. And I think that's where we struggle with them, really. Um, Tom, Kiefer Moore, that man again. Eighth of the season, I think it was, yesterday. Um, we've been crying out for a striker who's going to get at least double figures, uh, maybe even triple figures. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how they would do that, but um, we could try it. Um, he's, he's well on his way. I mean, he's just looking better and better each week, isn't he? Yeah, and it's getting recognised now as well. Like, uh, watching, like, Quest and stuff. They're raving about him and listen to other podcasts. I did, um, yeah, watch which, which I don't Quest advise yesterday. anyone does. Um, just our yeah. podcast is enough. There are no other podcasts. No other podcasts not out Cardiff there. City ones. No. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but, but the thing is, he's not one-dimensional. Like, you can play it in the air to him and he'll win the ball. Yeah. Um, you can play it his feet and he'll hold it up. You can play it in the channels and he'll, he'll run out wide. So, he's just an absolute handful. And not just putting himself about, he's good when he's got the ball there. 
you, you can put a cross in, you can be in the end of a cross. And he's finding that touch now where he, he wasn't, there's a few games during the season where he felt like he missed a couple of chances he wouldn't ordinarily yeah. miss. I think he, he was overplayed really. He had so much football between Wales and us. Yeah, he um, looked knackered. He did look knackered. And now he's playing with a smile on his face, you know, and, he, and he's scoring for fun. So long may it continue. Um, uh, and just drop the hair plug because I just want to know how, what hair product he uses because his hair is immaculate. Um, Ash <laughs> from the club said he was going to ask him after the, the last game, but he just didn't get around to it. So um, if anyone out there knows what hair product he uses, please just let me know um, because the, I've just experimented with so many different hair products and his is, it looks like it's got such a good strong hold on it. Um, ben, <laughs> shithousery is back. Uh, less possession, more chances and a lovely celebration to mug off the fake Londoners. How happy are you that we're shithousing again? I love it. Just the rustling, just the anger, just the outrage. It's just, it's just fun, isn't it? It's, that's what football's all about, pissing other people off. Uh, where was the, there was a Twitter question that I'll, I'll, I'll bring in now because oh, I can't find it. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, that, that, that photo of them with their hands around their ears, cupping <laughs> them towards the Watford fans was lovely, wasn't it, Ben? Oh, it's beautiful. It's, it's my favourite sight in football. That 10 months without fans, they've come there expecting a nice day, you know, expect their home record's very good in the championship. They're expecting to see a win. And what did they get? A scruffy goal scored from a corner and then getting mugged off by the away team on the pitch. Beautiful stuff. Just absolutely beautiful. And it's what Cardiff City is all about, I think. Yeah, we, we, one of the Twitter questions was from um, Tom Lewis, and he basically said, did Watford, t- did Watford turn up thinking they were entering a Royal Rumble? D- Deeney said we old manned them, but they were resting our players to the, fall or, fall, to the floor all over the place. I mean, Troy Deeney is classic shithouser himself, isn't he, Tom? And the fact that he was annoyed at our shithousing says that we, we, we out-shithoused the shithouse. We did. We, we did indeed. How many times could you say shithouse? Not as many as that. Um, <laughs> but... Um, I think that's. I, I think he's been a bit unfair. I think we did like a little bit. We played better a game than just simply wrestling them to the floor. Yeah. yeah. I think like we 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 were compact. They did. They didn't have any clear cut chances in that whole game. Really. They. they had no. I, I, I had a look. On. They had one shot on target. I think in the whole game. Yeah. And I think we had two. So that's double thanks, them. So thanks, fuck mob. Cheers, fuck mob. Um, but yeah, I think. It's not. To be fair, I, I said we nicked three points. I don't think we nicked three points. I think we played. It was a perfect away performance like I said earlier on they didn't look like scoring mm-hmm. we we scored we were clinical from one of our chances and we, we were causing problems in the box oh that was one stat I did see that's not expected goals because I is bollocks was um Watford put like 30 crosses in the box and they only made first contact five times fucking hell so it just shows like at that's... the back we're just dominant how many percent is that that's a lot of percent Ben a lot of five percent. out of 30 that's not working out live on podcast 15 percent it's about fifteen percent. I can't remember. My maths is gone. <laughs> My maths is gone since I've used it all up. One, I've used it all up. On Why that have you done that? <laughs> I, can't, I can't do any more maths now. Um, I don't. Yeah, I think like we didn't like shit. It's a shit house victory, but Watford was shite. I, no, I, I don't. Shite. I can't understand. I really, really surprised how poor how poor they were. We just stopped them from playing their game, which is it's what you should do in a away game, right? Yeah, and it's the perfect away performance. It what literally was the perfect away performance. Comfortable. Stop the stop the home team playing their game, and sort of like, they've got some fantastic players. They spent a lot of money. You've got players there that have, like Cleverly's won the Premier League twice, I think. Yeah, bizarre stat in itself. He should have probably been sent off for the stamp on Rawls's leg. Yeah, yeah. Um, how how dare he do that to Joe Rawls? Joe Rawls. 
Deeney, I mean, yeah, you look at them. You've got what? You've got Ben Foster, Cleverly. You've got uh, Saar, Deeney. Those players should be in the Premier League, really. There's a lot of players. That's a Premier, that should be a Premier League squad. There's no way they should have gone down the year they did, to be honest. There's far who, worse, like, on paper, there's far worse teams than them. Who do they, they have just, on the bench? A former Cardiff City target himself? Etienne Kapu. Etienne Kapu. And guess what? He is Kapu. <laughs> um, <laughs> and Watford, you look at, like you were saying about the stats about the delivery in. Like, they're set pieces. Second half, they had chances to put, like, that killer ball in. And they were just, the ball was going out of play. There was a couple, there was a foul in the last probably three, four minutes that I was a bit worried about. I thought, oh, Christ, if they put, put in like, you've got players there that are capable of delivering a decent yeah. ball. And they're just wasting it. It was, they, they were frustrated because they felt they were entitled to win that game and we just completely stopped them. There was an arrogance about Watford that we sort of kicked the shit out of and made them really frustrated and that's why they lost the game. It, it feels like, Tom, they, that Watford came into this league and it, 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 it feels less so with Bournemouth, perhaps. Bournemouth seemed to have got down to it and just trying to get the games in. It feels like Watford came in with a bit, think, a bit of an attitude that it was going to be a cakewalk for them this year, that they still kept, you know, they kept, I keep saying it, but Saar was so linked with other Premier League teams that it was almost inevitable that he was going to leave. But he stayed and it feels like they're just a bit, there's a bit of arrogance to them that they thought they were just going to walk the league. And this isn't the first game that they've, They've come across. A, they haven't turned they've up. Come, like, they've uh, come a cropper. Yeah, exactly. But there's been, there's been some games where they've cut loose a little bit. But yeah, it's not the first time um, they've looked. They've just looked off the pace. Um, mm-hmm. And you can't afford in our current form. You can't afford to be like off the pace of this because we'll just stay compact. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, earlier in the season, we were making mistakes, and now and we we would have given the team they like, want for a chance to score. But we seem to have kind of got into our groove a little bit. So if you if you're off the pace against and you don't and you don't look at it, the intensity's not there. You're probably not going to break this down at the moment. If you look at their results though, they've not they've not had the best time of it recently. They drew yeah. Wickham, lost to Barnsley, only beat Stoke three two, beat Coventry three two, draws a QPR on Bristol, Nottingham Forest, and they, they smash Preston. But I feel like everyone's going to smash Preston this year. So it's 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 just. It just feels like a weird league. We'll come to the championship in a bit. Um, but Ben, you mentioned earlier about Volks being being the difference. The Bakuna's getting a lot of praise at right back. Is is this starting eleven now our best eleven, or do you still have some question marks over, say, Harris or or whoever else? I don't think it's our best eleven. I think it's clear that once I'll say two two's <laughs> fit, uh, Bakuna drops out, and that's not a knock on his performances. But like, he's not. It's clear he's not a right back. Mm-hmm. Um, he's getting. Tank to get into grips of that position, but he's, he's still not his natural position. He's going to offer us more if he's coming off the bench or getting a running midfield because with that engine, he'll do a job, especially when we've got a sort of busy period coming up over Christmas and the new year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but other than that, there was question marks asked over Nelson. He seems to have answered those. He's responded, moment. hasn't he? He's yeah. responded very well. Bennett, there's no way you're dropping him at the moment. Ojo, not with those Watson. teeth. No, yeah, there's not. There's other than that, it probably is. You could argue whether Mark Harris is, would be on paper drop for Glatzel, but the way they work together, probably not at the moment. No, I don't think so either. Um, looking at the stats from yesterday, uh, uh, Joe Rawls was our, our uh, player with the most tackles succeeded with four. Who was second for Cardiff? Tackles Sm- succeeded? Smithies. Nope. <laughs> Mark <laughs> Harris. More. Nope. Uh, Harry Wilson. So really? not just a pretty left foot on him. Uh, the guy is getting stuck the fuck in. Um, looking at the championship overall, um, yesterday's result took us to 11th, I think it was, in the league. Um, obviously, things are looking more rosy at the moment. But there was yesterday's results kind of 
it kind of showed like a, a league settling down. The favourites are all starting to win and everything else. Do you think now, you know, now is a good time to get into a rhythm? We've got big games coming up with obviously Stoke and Swansea in the next week, but a couple more wins and, and Ben, we're in the playoffs, right? Well, I think realistically, if you can, if we get four points from the next two games, we're not going to be far off mm-hmm. by the new year. If we continue this sort of form, we'll definitely be within the playoffs. Um, yeah, I'm buzzing about how things are going at the moment. You wouldn't want to go into these next two games um, on the poor run we were on before because they're two very good sides that could batter us. Um, yeah. Now, suddenly you feel a bit more confidence and the confidence in the camp. Suddenly you start feeling good and sort of looking forward. Well, I wouldn't say looking forward to the derby, but you're sort of not as, oh, Jesus Christ, not this again. It, it feels like a good time to play, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, and uh, we, we talked, we briefly touched on Neil Harris earlier and the, the three games and, and how it's turned around. Um, Tom, it, it just feels like a different football club all of a sudden, doesn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Like a week later, but like three very positive results later and things mm-hmm. have turned. Um, the pressure's <coughs> completely off him at the moment. But yeah, Three positive completely... results, more scoring, we're not conceding. It's yeah. the whole package, isn't it? Sorry it's to interrupt ev- you. It's everything that needed to change changed, wasn't it, really? We're, we're mm-hmm. now scoring goals, we're not conceding goals. And people mm-hmm. stop shouting at our manager. So it's all going pretty well at the moment. But I don't, I'm not sure if the league is settling down, though. And I think that's why a run would be big for us because... You had the likes of like Bournemouth. They lost to Preston this weekend. Yeah. Um, Norwich were lucky. They should have given two penalties away against Sheffield Wednesday. And Wednesday should have been out of sight. Then they scored two late on. And I think th- there's going to be a hell of a lot more twists and turns in this league. And, oh, completely. Completely. And I I, so, yeah, I just completely disagree with you. And you're talking through your ass, to be honest, Ben. <laughs> no. <laughs> I the biggest shock this year of this season has been what Callum Patterson's done to his hair. Oh, why did how he do he that? Shaved his head? Yeah, I know, I know, like it's November, you shave from the tash off. But how do you, how do you fuck up going with the razor that far off to take the whole of your scalp off? Also, what, why? Yeah, and why do it now? Like you should have done it at the start of lockdown if you were going to do it. Yeah. Like, it just feels like the wrong time. Um, I've got a lot of questions over uh, uh, Callum Patterson um, still. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, how much credit Ben does Neil Harris deserve for for the last three games? Like. It felt like, you know, it felt like he was on the verge of being sacked. Fans were basically done with him, and now he's turned it around to the point where you can't sack him now, can you? He deserves all the credit in the world that he came under pressure, realised that there's pressure on him, and sort of delivered massively and found the winning formula. He's done exactly what he needed to do. He just, for all the criticism he got, you can't now not give him the praise after he started getting the results and delivering exactly what's asked of him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and he's doing a, once again, he's doing a fantastic job. And you can't fault the bloke. I, uh, Simon Hiscox asked in the Twitter question. Sorry, Tom, I cut you off. Um, I keep cutting you off. I just don't want you to speak today. Uh, three games ago, many people were calling for Harris's head. Now three wins and three playing well. Should he stay or should he go? I think the initial answer for me is should he stay or should he go, Tom? What, what do you think? Well, stay, I missed that I... version of the clash. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it's definitely stay. But I, and the thing is, I don't think a lot has changed. It's, I think... We've started making silly mistakes, but our kind of mm-hmm. shape and our tactics haven't... It's not like Harris has changed much. It seems like the players have just reacted a little bit better recently. And I think... I said that at the time. I think we needed to look closer to the players rather than the manager. Because we mm-hmm. were set up right in a lot of these games. And it was a, like an individual mistake that was costing us. And it was that thin line between a positive result. Like you look at the likes of the QPRs. Um, Millwalls, sorry, for example, where there's just a mix-up at the back. And Bristol early on in the game is a mix-up. But like... It's just it's starting to click a bit better now. Not a lot has changed. And I think 
it's just a bit that like we need patience, a bit of perseverance, a bit of consistency. You know, we had and and what does help is we've got players like Volks now who are playing well, who are set in the intensity. Where earlier in the season he was trying to set the intensity mm-hmm. but wasn't playing very well. So we weren't yeah. ticking. And now you've got the likes of Bakuna settled in the position, so there's a bit of consistency there. And then you've got someone like Volks ticking over in the middle, and we're getting at teams now and, and we're effective at it. I think it's Yeah. Sorry, Ben. I was I committed to a joke in my head that I had to say and it completely <laughs> fell flat. So you go, Ben. <laughs> It's just players know what they're doing now, don't they? It feels like we're playing to player strengths. And it, I just feel like we can rule the world. Oh, fucking... <laughs> right, this is a Gary Barlow special. It's a Gary Barlow special. Um, I, I wrote in, in the agenda, because it felt like a couple of games ago, Ben, Tom, whoever you want to answer this, you can fight over it, that the Swansea game was kind of make or break. But is that, is that still the case for you, Ben? Yeah, it's our time to shine. That's enough. <laughs> That's all the I take that songs I know now, so uh, we're fine. I've got lo- I'm just not getting I'm just not getting involved. I was gonna say that- back for good, but it, it doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> right, right, back <laughs> on it. Mine. Right. <laughs> uh, do, do you think the Swansea games make or break Tom? No, I don't think it was before and I don't think it is now. Um it, it it's nice going into it now that if, on the back of a some pot even if we lost against Stoke this week. There's still going to be a bit more of a lift going into this game, um, mm-hmm. and they're getting some positive results, Swansea. But they don't look like they're going to score many, and we're looking quite solid at the back as well. Um, so I think, yeah, I don't think it's make or break. I don't think it was before, and it isn't now. That's my I think if I think that. if Hugh Harris was still in the job, and we were sort of on the run, we were two weeks, two three weeks ago, and it was still carrying on to Swansea. I think if we had lost, to, if we lose to them, then with that run. I don't mm. think there's any way back from then, personally. But um, now the pressure's off and the players can go in there with a bit of freedom, can't they? They can go into it mm-hmm. looking forward to it and I'm sure we'll talk about it more um, coming up. But yeah, I think there's no pressure on Harris now with this result. What was that noise? <laughs> what the hell is that? I have no idea. <laughs> it must have come from outside. It sounded um, like either a cat being attacked or like an old school tape being rewound. It did sound like an old school tape being rewound. I don't know where that came from. Um, I don't even know if I let it out. It's quite funny. Um, we had a lot of Twitter questions uh, today, uh, which is what happens when you win. Um, I get to run through these almost quick fire now, peppering you both with some of these questions. Um, ben, I'm going to come to you first on this one. Tim Burns asks, how do you think this side, brackets as it is today, would fare in the Premier League? They'd survive, question mark? What do you think? I think given the bo- given some of the teams, I think we'd stand a chance. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not exactly a competitive league at the bottom. You look at sort of the form a lot of those teams are in. Mm-hmm. I'd fancy us up against a team like Fulham, for instance. Yeah. So you think we'd survive? Yeah, just about. Lovely stuff. Uh, Tom, this one's for you. Nathan L. CCFC. Where, if anywhere, do we need to strengthen in January? We've gone from being able to replace everyone to not wanting to change a thing. With Geordie coming back and Tom hopefully fit in January, is an area of the pitch that needs attention. Do you think we need one right back again, just to make sure we've got cover there? Yeah, we need a right back still. Nothing's changed there. We've gone on about it before. Um, we, pro- we probably do need another kind of centre midfielder. Just for a bit of kind of, so we can swap it about a little bit. I know at the a bit more variance, right? Yeah, I think so. Like Tomlin, have completely forgot about him <laughs> for the last couple <laughs> of weeks, which is bizarre, really. When we were, he was our kind of like only hope at one point, wasn't he? Yeah. But you, like, it's clear 
clear to see that he's not going to have any. He's going to be in and out of teams of injuries and stuff like that. He's not not going to have a massive run of games in a row. So I think we need bodies there in centre midfield. But yeah, right back is the big one, really, isn't it? Yeah, right back is a big one. Um, uh, ben, this one's for you. And CCFC, will Harris's refusal to give Benkovic any game time, even off the bench, affect the club's ability to attract EPL lonelies in January? Um, it's a strange one, isn't it, Benkovic? About three games ago, we were desperate for him to come in and get, show us something different. But you can't change that defence now, can you? No, it's not. I don't think it's a knock on him. Um, I think from what I've sort of... Very little I've seen the sort of the end of 23s when he played, he looked solid. Mm-hmm. But... Um, I think he was probably one or two games away from getting a run, but Nelson's picked his form up. You can't drop him. Look, there'll be a time, I'm sure there will be, where we'll have to make a change in the centre of defence. Yeah. Morrison's very physical. He'll pick up the odd knock. Uh, Nelson's bound to pick up something as well. He'll get his chance, but he's got to earn it. Just because he, he plays for Leicester doesn't mean he's entitled to walk into that side. He'll know that. Other managers in the Premier League will know that, and they're not going to refuse to give him a game. They're not going to refuse to send a player there because... Benkovic isn't playing. Like you look at Ojo, you look at Wilson, and then well, that's, look... I was going to say that right. The, our relationship with Liverpool is so good that they, they can see that as well. I'll say someone like I'll say Tutu as well. Like when he's fit, yeah. he plays. The yeah. players get a chance if they if the spot's there and they take it. Just because yeah. one you... player's not getting the run doesn't mean we're not going to be an attractive option. I think at the moment we're a very attractive option to loan sides. I it's, think so. That's how much we've changed in six under Harris because before teams wouldn't look twice at us, but now I think they would. You're very correct about Morrison picking up Knox. So you, this is the man, remember, who broke both his wrists last year at the same time. So um, two games, I think he broke two, yeah, two games, two, two broken games. wrists, wasn't it? Yeah, what a guy, what a man. Um, Tom, I'm coming to you for this one. Alex Strange asked, do you make changes for Tuesday to give some players a rest with one eye on the derby next weekend and a busy December? Or do you stick with the same 11 while it's working to try and carry on momentum? What do you think? Um, I'd probably stick with it. If, if they're fit enough, stick with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think there's any point in resting players for the sake of it, but obviously I'm not in training. I don't know who's tired. I think you might see Mark <laughs> Harris drop to the bench, I think, because it's a lot of game time and quick succession for him, for someone, mm-hmm. someone who hasn't played a lot recently. Um, I perhaps you'll see Pat come back in for Volks, mm-hmm. um, but they'd be the only two I'd see dropping out at the moment. I think the rest is pretty, pretty solid and yeah, keep a consistency going into the game on Tuesday. Uh, two questions now on Bakuna, which we've already touched on. Uh, Nathaniel Heine uh, asks about how Bakuna has been immense in this run of three wins. Where does that leave Tutu and will we see Bakuna back in the middle? Jungle Face Jake says, where is the real Bakuna and what have you done with him? The bloke playing for us who looks just like him is playing brilliant at the minute. Ben, you mentioned it earlier. I'll start that again. Jordi coming back. <laughs> Jordi coming back frees up Bakuna for a middle. Maybe is that the midfield option we need? Is you know He's, he's a very good ball player in the middle of the park. He's box to box. Um, he, he could be the difference, right, in some games. Yeah, I think his energy and sort of just his drive forward will be huge for us in the midfield. Um, look, I think if we could argue when things were going badly, the one thing we were missing was that engine. Mm-hmm. And Bakuna offers that. Um, as, and don't get me wrong, he's been very good at right back the last couple of games. Hasn't really done much wrong most games, to be fair. It's just it's not mm-hmm. his position. He, he can look uncomfortable and teams know will that. look to exploit that. Um, and so, yeah, if Osse's fit, he gets a run. And if we manage to bring someone in January as a right back, they get ahead of him as well. But I can't imagine he's going to be too heartbroken about it if he doesn't have to play right back again for the rest of the season. God, no. I've, I've, as, a, as a Sunday league player, I've played right back and it's fucking shit. Um, uh, no, sorry, I'm fucking shit. Um, Sean Collins <laughs> says, it looks like we've gone away from our possession style and gone back more direct. Uh, Tom, are people more happy with this with the upturn in results? Um, he thought it was obvious to get the best out of more. Also, isn't it obvious that Pack doesn't play and we start winning? He was tragic last year. Um, Tom, Bollocks, Rosie. 
I feel like it's a bit unfair on Pac. Bollocks. Do you think people are, are, are happy with a more direct play as long as we get results, right? Is it, that seems obvious to me. Yes, because we started playing with the ball a little bit more. We kept losing and then we went to our manager out. So, yes. But I think it, I think it, it became quickly apparent that if, you, if teams sat off us and we had a lot more ball, we weren't breaking them down. But now we've kind of... There'll be times where we will have more possession and it will suit us. But at the moment, it's kind of that kind of sucking a team in and spitting them back out, isn't it? And oi, oi. catching them on, on <laughs> and catching them on the break and things like that. Because we are quick at a counter and we've got some like people are more holding the ball up and stuff. It's kind of suiting us at the moment. But um, <laughs> it's just Cardiff, really, isn't it? We, we're winning games. We complain about how we're winning them, and then we start losing them because we've changed to how they wanted us to change and. We can't have everything. We're not good enough to, to play super football and win games at the moment. So, yeah, let's just go direct at times. As Steve Wright said, comedian, not Radio 2 DJ, you can't have everything. Where would you put it? Um, it's a fair point. Uh, ben, this one's for you. Bluebirds passed everyone's favourite retro Cardiff City Twitter account. Says two questions. One, how many points will we win the league by? And two, do you think Cardiff fans are fickle? Um, let's open Pandora's box on that one. I'd like you to come to me for this one. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I think we'll win the league by um, doing Ben's quick maths about 300 points. <laughs> nice. Well done, mate. <laughs> and yeah, all football fans are fickle, aren't they? It's just we seem to be some of the most fickle around. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's within our gift to be fickle though, isn't it, Ben? Yeah, look, we're entitled to it. We pay our money if you want to be fickle. If you don't like what's going on, that's fine. Question it and then if you get angry about it, that's fine too. Look, the world's fickle. Everyone's fickle. I'm fickle. You're fickle. My nan's very fickle. I'm not She's fickle, mate. Horrible. I'm actually very straight in my opinions. I never, I never, I never bend nor nor give anything on my opinions. I'm very consistent on that front. <laughs> what do you think of Mar- what do you think of uh, Marlon Pack? <laughs> Best thing since sliced bread. Forget I said anything at the start of the year. Uh, Tom, this one's for you. Fraser Jones is Kiefer Moore the greatest thing since sliced bread. I think he's better than sliced bread as well, so I think we'll have to go back a little bit further. But, Are we going to um, have to rewrite history and say, no, this is the best thing since Kiefer Moore? Yeah, I think so. I think people <laughs> in hundreds of, hundreds of years would be looking back at this moment. But no, he is class, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. Good, good man, good bloke, good hair, and walks his dog to the beach with the boys. So lovely does, dog. Yeah. I was just about to say lovely dog. Yeah. Him, him, Volksy and Moz had a lovely walk along the beach. Nice to um, see, isn't it? It's nice to see. Nice to see. Uh, ben, this one's for you on the same point. How many Ballon d'Ors will more win? That's his Alan Grimes. And he says, fucking Booman. <laughs> That's the first fucking awesome. Booman of the pod. What are uh, Messi and um, Ronaldo on now? They're on five apiece, are they? Yeah, Kiefer Moore's got time to kind of hold yeah, them back. Yeah, so he's got he? time to catch up, and he and claim his rightful position as the greatest player of all time. I think so. Good. That's going to happen then. Um, Tom, we can't touch on this earlier, but which is more satisfying? Watford fans booing off their team or career shithouser Troy Deeney complaining us about us having old Mandon? That's from Gonzo McKenzie. Who, what do you think is more satisfying? Uh, fans booing them off because it's just Beautiful, fucking... It? Can you imagine like, waiting eight, nine months to get back in a football ground? Either booing <laughs> your Fucking own... booman! Yeah, fucking, boo... <laughs> fucking booman in from the crowd or leaving early. It's like, come on, you've waited would, so what, long. What would Watford fans say? <laughs> fucking booman. I don't know where they're from. Uh, where, where's Watford? Well, it's Harry Potter land, isn't it? Yeah, it's just not. It's, it's near London, but not quite London, isn't it? Yeah, fake London, fake London, wankers. Um, I don't know if any either of you can answer this, but Scott Slalt, Scott Salter, um, former former pod head honcho himself, struggling with City on FM Twenty One. Any tips, uh, Scott? All I can say is just play a four four two attacking uh, formation. Keep it simple. 
And if you can, sign Rian Brewster on loan. But this is FM21, so you might struggle there. Just get Bradley Dack in. He's got lovely hair. Any, any tips for you guys? Your Someone... man crush with Bradley Dack yeah, is deep, it's, isn't it? It's yeah. really just in yeah. there. Yeah. Consistent yeah, with it, to be fair yeah, to deep in my, Deep in my thoughts. Um, and I'll, I'll round off on this one for you, Ben. Um, it, the account that tweeted this was City-related, and I thought it was a Cardiff City account. No, no. What are your thoughts on Bristol City's current season at the moment? And I thought you'd be the best place to answer this. Literally couldn't give a fuck. It makes no difference where they are right now. We all know where they're going to be towards the end of the season. Where are they going to be towards the end of the season? Below us. Below us. Lovely, lovely stuff. And why are you listening to our podcast or even responding to our Twitter account? But please carry on. Please carry on. Please carry on. Come on. If you haven't hit hit subscribe, please hit the subscribe button. And share Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. Share us. (laughs) <laughs> share yeah hit like and share yeah. do whatever you want make sure people listen to us uh, and then that's the twitter question so thanks everyone for a lot of twitter questions we like having lots of twitter questions so make sure you're following us at vft ninian um we'll put the call out most weeks and we also come with some really really good banter on the twitter account as well so um get following for that mainly um obviously it's a double game week but next weekend's game is perhaps uh, slightly different because it's a uh, I don't know, a derby or something. Um, so we'll, we'll talk about Stoke now, Ben. Um, bit, of a, bit of an enemy, uh, Stoke. I remember the, the playoff games in 2002 where it all kicked off. Um, having somewhat of a resurgence this year under Michael O'Neill. They've kind of gone from a very poor team last year to being within the playoffs this year. Um, got some very good players in their ranks. People like Nick Powell. I think Tyrese Campbell's having a great season. Um, after the last three games, though, do you fear anyone? Do you fear anyone in this division? They're one of the teams I'm really concerned like. I am concerned about. I think they're going to be right up there. You look at the job, the new Manchester. Like I think, I don't like Stoke, but they're doing well. Like they, they've got it mm-hmm. right. They've got the balance right, and that's a hell of a job he's done in a short yeah. space of time to get them where they are now. They're not going to be an easy team at all. And sort of, yeah, I'm glad we're in good form going into this because there could easily be a turnover of boys. Yeah. Tom, you look at their squad. They've got a few fam- uh, familiar faces: James Chester, um, Sam Vokes. They, but they've also got the ability to mix things up. They, they look like they could be quite a attritional team with big players like Sam Vokes coming in. But they've also got nippy wingers like James McLean. Uh, how would you approach this game? Would you keep things as normal, or would you try and cope with any specific threats from their side? It's a tough one, really, because, like you said, you, you can see they can mix it up, and you can see that from their results. Like they'll, mm-hmm. they'll go from like a nil-nil against Sheffield <clears> Wednesday, and but then they've had a four-three against Huddersfield. They've lost yeah. three-two to Norwich. They've pumped Red in three-nil, and then it's, it's so it's weird. Like one minute they're pretty solid, and then when the next game is seven goals. So yeah, I mean, if you look at that run, they drew with Barnsley, beat Brentford three-two, lost to Swansea, beat Rotherham, lost to Watford, and then pumped Reading. It's yeah, and, it's Jekyll and Hyde stuff, isn't it? Yeah, and two one-nils in a row recently as well. So yeah. It's a hard one to plan for, and I think we, it's, it's a bit of a feature, but I think we should just concentrate on our own game a little bit with this one because mm-hmm. we're, we're playing some consistent football, keep the team much the same, and then let them try and play, get the best team to play against us rather than the other way around, maybe. Just just be hard to break down away from home. Tell you what, it's going to be fucking freezing, isn't it? Yeah. Tuesday yeah, night in Stoke cold. at the moment. Is so it in hope, Stoke? I thought it was at home. Oh, though, I ignore me then. Uh, Is that I home? could be wrong. Let me double check. I could be wrong. It doesn't matter anymore. Uh, no, it's away. Yeah. It's, it's at about three oh, seconds away. Yeah. Away. You know, I hope they've been altitude training this week, the boys, really. Because <laughs> where they 430 feet above sea level is high. So Yeah, yeah. 30 feet above sea level and about 30 years in the past. <laughs> yeah. 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 They don't even know what Bet365 is because online gambling hasn't been invented. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a really good joke. I'm really happy I said that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> praising myself as we go. Then it, it's, it almost feels bizarre that a win against them on Tuesday would put us on the verge of the playoffs, put us within one point of people like Brentford, you know, if other results go our way. This season, it just feels like it's ready to, to really kick into gear, doesn't it? It's a strange old year, and it? Like, the championships mm. as open as it's ever been. There's no one really walking away with, like we said, all from the start. Um, it shows just how important these sort of runs that we're on are now will be to keep that going as long as possible. Uh-huh. And if we're going to be there, you've got to beat teams like Stoke. I know it's really cliche. You've got to beat the teams in around the playoffs. But, yeah, you take, you take a point or three points from Stoke, it's going to be a huge, huge advantage to us and amazing considering where we were, what, three weeks ago? Yeah, it does. It does feel like a, a bizarre turnaround. Um, let's get your predictions in. What do you think is going to happen, Tom? I think it'll be nil nil. It'll be nil nil. Ben, I take a one all draw, something like that. But yeah, take a one all draw. All right, I'll go in the middle. One nil to us. Ooh, nil nil. One all. One nil. There we go. Got all the bases covered. Um, yeah. So with that game and the Swansea game, it's likely to be a double pod week. Uh, so we'll be we'll be catching up after the Stoke game on Tuesday night, boys. Is that okay? Uh, yes. <laughs> yeah, and you, Ben? Are we fixing our diaries now while recording? Yeah, I yeah, think, I think so. Just let, let, people, let people know, and we, we commit thought. this way, and people can see the admin that goes into making these podcasts. It's hard work, boys. <laughs> yeah, it's hard work. So Tuesday it is. Yes. Well, I, I yeah. was gonna, I'm, I'm going to own up now. I was planning on watching the Stoke game later because I've got football training on Tuesday. See, this is a side of the... We can pick this up off there. We can pick this up off there. Uh, <laughs> but now, let's, let's go back to the usual um, end point for this podcast. It's the, the, the view from the Indian Twitter Hall of Fame. Um, ben, do you have the results there? Because you're the results keeper. I do. And what a week this was. Uh, it was a fascinating vote, wasn't it? Literally the closest it could be. Um, we'll go from last to first. It, with... 9.6% of the vote, proving yeah, just yeah, how popular yeah. the man is, is Harry Arter getting Jonathan Hogg sent off. Someone, someone actually tweeted and said that I should have picked him getting sent off for Fulham against us, and he probably yes. won. So. Yeah, that, 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 that would have blocked it, to be honest. <laughs> Shit the bed on that one. Um, and then, it's between me and Man of the People. Mm-hmm. Um, with 45% of the vote, it is Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's goal against Wolves. Beautiful. So the winner, with 45.4% of the vote, is Sol Bamba's bicycle kick against Millwall. I worked How many out. votes were in it? One. I'm not sure if I voted. <laughs> <laughs> but when, it, when it went up originally, I voted for Jimmy Floyd Hasselbank's goal. Oh, well, I think our fans are pathetic if they vote in for a game where we... No, a goal that didn't happen over a goal that helped us get to an FA Cup final. Ben Price Price has been sending it around to all his mates and saying, just vote Ah, for this. How many accounts have you got as well? I reckon you've got sleeper accounts and everything. (laughs) Sock puppet accounts. (laughs) Is that what it's called? What I like is all the the man of the people loses one vote tightly and goes all Donald Trump blaming the voting system. (laughs) Fucking rigged. I demand a recount. (laughs) He's on Dominion Watch and he's getting, uh, was it vote stuffers and all that kind of stuff. They wouldn't let my people in. They wouldn't let my vote counters in. Um, so Ben, how many is that for you this season now? That is two on the banks and takes me to three. So I think that's four, four, three. Four, four, three. It is. It's not a formation you can play. Well, if you're not playing a goalkeeper. <laughs> if you're not playing a goalkeeper, yeah. <laughs> Go four, four, three. Um, I'd like Ballsy. to see more of that, to be honest. More of that. Goalie when? Um, or goalie stick? I can't remember. What did you used to call it? Goalie when? Goalie nearest? Swap keeps, we used to call R- it. Rush goalie. Rush goalie, goalie when and swap keeps. There we keeps. go. There's, there's our next poll. 
There's our next poll. Yeah. Yeah, no, rush goalie's different. Rush goalie's when the keeper can come out. Oh, when we used to do a rush goalie was just whoever was... Yeah, the keeper could come out, but anyone could go in. Oh, that's, this is controversial. See, we, I, I don't know why we called it goalie when, but I think it was just whoever was nearest to that point said they were goalie. Goalie when you're there. Like, is that why yeah, goalie, goalie when you're there? Yeah, in, our, yeah. in our school, it was you or like Ron Brecken, which admittedly probably is wrong because it's Brecken. Mm. But you had to do it and you had to shout swap keeps before you touch the ball with your hands. Otherwise, it was a penalty. <laughs> oh, wow. that's, 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 that's a lot of grey area, isn't it? Well, not really, but. No. <laughs> <laughs> um. So as, as, as winner this week, Ben Price, you can go first on this week's Twitter View from Linian Hall of Fame nominations. Brilliant. I've gone for something we've already talked about. After oh, 10 months. Oh, look at you, subliminal. I, I didn't even plant this one. You boys brought it up before me. So after everything that they've been waiting for, being placed into tier two and finally having fans back, I've gone for Will Volks and Kiefer Moore, giving it the big end to the Watford fans after we scored. 10 months waiting to see your team, and what do you get? Shit Harrison Cup deers from Will Volks and Kiefer Moore. Bloody mm-hmm. fantastic, the Welsh lads doing us proud and giving those fake Londoners exactly what they deserve while booing their own team. I must admit, that photo where they're all, like, um, our ears cuffed, like, biggest smiles on their faces, and they're all just like, ooh, it's so good. <laughs> do you see how quickly someone asked, someone asked for, like, an iPhone sort of wallpaper? <laughs> yeah. And the club account straight away as if they already had it made on someone else's phone. It's like, yeah, I can send you this, lads. Don't worry, Whoa. I've got this covered. Was that, was that praise for the Cardiff City Club Twitter Amazingly, account? we've had two, there's been two in the last week where we sort of, the Cardiff fan, the Cardiff Twitter account has been quite funny and quite responsive. Give one a pay rise to admin. One was that celebration, getting an iPhone quality wallpaper, like sized wallpaper of them cupping the ears. The other was poor Carl Snelling uh, talking oh, lovely about Carl, one of the original podcast listeners ten years lovely, ago. So thanks, lovely, Carl. Lovely, lovely lad. Um, got absolutely fucking mugged off by the Twitter account. <laughs> he did, yeah. <laughs> I so he got the amount of goals we scored in a week wrong and the club responded in like 30 seconds. The quickest the club's ever replied to anything <laughs> and Carl gets just rinsed by it. Oh, poor Carl. Sorry, sorry to hear that, Carl, but um, you're a hero in our eyes. You're a hero in our eyes. Right, so that's uh, Vox and more shithousing of Watford fans. Tom, what have you got? Um, so... I'm already sick of Christmas songs because um, down in Carmarthenshire you can only get one radio station as well so it gets quite repetitive um, and the only thing that's keeping me going is whenever Last Christmas comes on it's shouting Bamba at the top of my voice <laughs> at the end of it so, so I've gone for um, Sol Bamba Last Christmas chant as mine <laughs> I don't know because I was just driving down we went to the Galway yesterday I went in my Cardiff trackies because I'm petty and I wanted to wind up Swansea fans um, same in Bristol on, on uh, Friday <laughs> really pathetic on my part yeah. I must admit <laughs> but um, I did have a photo doing the Ayatollah on the cliff like pathetic man but yeah just shouting bamber at the top of my voice in the back of the car annoying everyone with me so I'm going for the and I really do miss doing that was it Brentford away we played where they just sang it over yeah. and over again. That was about a year ago, wasn't it? It was yeah. like 10 days it, before Christmas. It, it makes sense. It was near Christmas, wasn't it? Was it was two years um, ago. He was injured. Two years year. ago, yeah. Yeah. So... No, it was before that. It was, the, it was the year before the Premier League year. Well, it was near Christmas. Anyway, we know that. <laughs> Christ, that's how long, no, but that's how long ago it was. It was the oh, Premier no, League. I'm pretty sure we sang it at Brentford last year, just when they beat us 2-1. We did. I'm pretty sure we just sang it. That's Maybe. when it first started, was like two years. Yeah, like it's when it started. Ago. It started the, 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 the season before the Premier League, yeah. Yeah, and it's just, it's, that's the closest buzz I can get to being in the ground at the moment. Is just, 
I gave it to Sing. soul. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah, and that's that's keeping me going at the moment. So that's going in the Hall of Fame, hopefully, if I got anything to do with it. We were putting the Christmas decorations up, and obviously we were playing that. And Fee was upstairs getting something down, and uh, I started singing that. And then all I heard upstairs was her shouting "Bamba" in the See? after bit. It was bam, really bam. nicely done. Um, if you guys want a, a decent cover version of Last Christmas, uh, the Queen herself, Carly Rae Jepsen, uh, has got a good cover of Last Christmas. Uh, <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely version. I'm wearing Carly Rae Jepsen socks today. Did you see them on the screen there? Uh, yeah, for the bad news. He, of... <laughs> he actually is. I'm wearing Carly Rae Jepsen socks. Uh, Why yeah. have you got them? I bought them when I went to see her in January, in February after the Luton game. <laughs> but I've never gone to a gig and gone, tell you what, that was socks. so good. I want some socks. I just love socks. Have they got like the top dates on the sole? <laughs> no, sadly not. That would be good. That would be good. Fuck, they missed the trick there. Um, right, my nomination for this week's uh, View from Linear Hall of Fame is something quite niche and I think might ring a bell with a few people who remember it. But um, there's a famous photo from the Cardiff City message board of the, the Bob Bank lower clearing out uh, in, the, in the final couple of seasons of Linnean Park. And there's one guy stood at the front who the illusion of the photo makes it look like he's got a massive hand. <laughs> And he's just stood at the front, like looking slightly bemused with his hand across his stomach. And his hand looks like the hand of someone who is about eight foot six. And it's under the hand of a guy who's very normal sized. Um, And it just, it baffled me for years that his hand was that big. Um, And I I Googled it today. So Ben, you'll have to put the photo with it. I'll send it to you to make sure that the photo is still in existence. I just want to go for the, the very moment in time where a man from the Bob Bank Lower had a look had what looked like an absolutely massive hand. It's a good mix today. Isn't it? <laughs> it's a really good mix. <laughs> I've never it's seen a really that photo. good mix. I'm looking forward to it. Oh um I've got it open on my I don't know, open on here. Actually. I'll wait I'll wait till the vote boys. Don't worry. No spoilers it's fine. And that's a Twitter Hall of Fame vote for this week. So uh, the, the usual rules apply. Uh, it'll probably go live on Wednesday or will it go Thursday this week because we've got a game on Tuesday. Uh, probably be Wednesday. Probably um, be Wednesday. No, it will be Thursday. Sorry, yeah, we'll have a pod out Wednesday. We'll have a pod out Wednesday. Well, then committed to it. Oh, so we're, uh, not, we're not double view from the. Um, we're not double Hall of Fame anyway. Oh, I don't know. I'll see how I feel. <laughs> Let's do the planning. <laughs> we've got to do the planning live on the pod now. We've established this, so I thought I'd carry on. I don't actually know what I've got right. on Thursday, so. This <laughs> is the time to check it. This is the time to check it, right. I think that'll be it for this week's uh, episode. So we can go check our diaries. Uh, ben, what are you doing for the rest of your evening? Uh, I've got a Greg's festive bake downstairs waiting for me that I'm going to have for tea. Ooh. So I'm going to stick that in the oven, go nice and Posh crispy boy. and smash that. Uh, Tom, any festive bakes in your future? No, I'm working tonight. Um, oh. Lovely midnight start. But it's also it's my Christmas Eve. It's, uh, it's, wor- it's World Cup uh, qualifier draw day tomorrow, isn't it? Oh, of course it is. Yeah. What, so I, I am very excited about that. Cause I what time does what... the draw take place? Uh, five o'clock, I think. Um, so in we might evening. have already... Yeah, so yes. <laughs> Um, so you know the draw might have been by now so hopefully we've got fair islands but it's an exciting time where you find out what corrupt horrible airline is going to take my money this year if any so, I'm banking on Wizz Air transporting me to a few places like Wizz Air good, good airline they're in Cardiff Airport now as well aren't they so yeah big up Wizz Air if they want to sponsor us <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to call this podcast Wizz Air please sponsor us <laughs> Oh, that's just got the title there. So, uh, that's got the title sorted out right there. I just got so excited. I just like Wizz Air. It's a good airline. It's like a better EasyJet. I was having a poo the other day watching videos on my phone, and I watched a video of a bloke spending 48 hours on Wizz Air planes. 
Where did he go? I love oh, and, how, and how long was the poo for 48 hours worth of a bus <laughs> on a plane? <laughs> well, the video would have been edited down to, I reckon, about a 13-minute piece. It was about six minutes. Wow! Yeah. Even shorter than I was anticipating. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> was not interesting. I thought, like, expecting cheapest airline, you know, I was expecting to see some horror shows. It was literally Which just some bloke sat on a plane just going, this is nice, this is Munich, this is nice, this is Milan. He went on, like, seven different flights all over, and it was bizarre. To be fair, whenever I've been on Wizz Air, the experience has been good. I also went flew Blue Air once, which is like the cheaper version of Wizz Air. That's like the Ryanair to the EasyJet that is Wizz Air or whatever it was. Uh, and they had no beer on the plane. And some of the plane was being held up by masking tape. So uh, <laughs> um, and they got us there safely. And uh, the staff were lovely. £1.50 a flight, lads. £1.50 a flight. <laughs> so it was 55 quid, 55 quid return to Romania. Um, but we, they literally came around for the beer. We were on a stag do, and they went. And we, everyone was like, "Yeah, we'll get some beers in." How many should we get for the flight? I was like, "I'll get three. Ordered three. She went to the next person. Wait, have you got any? More? Uh, the guy went. Have you got any more beer? He's like, "No, I just sold the last three. I was just there, like, "Sars guys, <laughs> Sars." Auction um, them, auction them off to the rest of the stag. Just going. Yeah, exactly for the highest bidder. Um, if if I can recommend one city for a stag, Cluj is it? Um, in Romania, it was a pound a pint for the whole weekend. Um, lovely city, lovely people. Um, I had a really lovely time. And that's it from the view from an Indian travel reviews. Um, we'll be back in midweek after the Stoke game with a special double pod looking ahead to the Jack Bastards next Saturday on Tom's birthday. So hopefully it'll be a celebration for him. Uh, ben, thanks for joining me. Thank you. Tom, um, see ya. Yeah, pleasure being here. Thank you. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and